Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trying to Play Cool with your hosts, Emma and Corinne. I was just going to say, if you listened to our first episode and now you're listening to this one, thank you so much. That is so nice of you. Thank you. We really appreciate you guys coming to stop by. And like, we're recording this because I'm stressed out about the elections and don't want to think about it. So I hope that the world is okay on Saturday. But um, we did make an Instagram account. So if you guys want to go follow us on Instagram, it's literally just trying to play it cool on Instagram. You can find us um, and give it a follow because we'll tell you guys when we're up uploading and stuff like that um and this episode is going to be a little bit more structured than our last i know a lot of people we we did get some feedback and people were saying that it took us a while to get started last episode so that's this episode we're we're literally we're going to do we have a trying to play a cool moment of our week then we have um our topic of this week which is eating in college which is a super fun topic and then i'm going to be talking a little bit about um my 20th uh, year of life because I'm turning 21 this week and then we're gonna finish off with our weekly favorites and that should be a fun little episode Emma do you have anything to share? yeah I really I really like ending with the favorites mm-hmm. I know like some other podcasts they start off with things like that but I don't know something about it I feel like just wraps everything yeah. up in a nice little bow so uh we're still trying to figure out a good format mm-hmm. um so if you follow us on Instagram and want to DM us, you can let yes. us know if you have any suggestions. We're trying to like figure it out. We're trying to play it cool. We're trying to play this co- podcast pool. What? No. We're trying to play this podcast cool. Yes. There we go. I said it right that time. Also, if you um, follow us on Insta, we'll follow you back. So. I know. We literally will. Yes. I don't even know how many followers we have right I, now. Not many. Like not many at not all. Many. But it's fun. I saw another podcast follow us today. That was exciting. I know. I saw that too. And I was like, wow. I think that's I should so try cool. to listen to hers. Um, so but yeah, so should we just get it get right into it and start with our trying to play it cool moment? Okay. So Karen, do you want to go first? Yeah. So what's a moment where you tried to play it cool? So what we're trying to do with this segment is essentially like a moment in our week where we like tried to play it cool, even though it was like we were being weird. That's kind of like how I took it. Um, I didn't really have many this week, um, even though it was Halloween, but like I genuinely have not seen anybody because of COVID. So I don't have COVID, but I'm just trying to be a little bit careful. So like I really haven't seen anybody, so I haven't had that many opportunities of like trying to play cool so the only one I could think of was um this guy I hope he's not listening to this but if he is hello oh my god what I saw okay first of all I didn't hear I know what it is but I hope he's not listening to it and if he is hi no he (laughs) might listen it's fine if he does I told him to listen so um he told me this weird thing about and like I'm not gonna get into the whole thing but essentially he told me that I looked hot and I was uncomfortable so I responded with thanks I guess question mark and that's just wait I thought it was not even hot now I thought it was like hot a year ago yes it was hot last (laughs) Halloween not this Halloween so like how are you supposed to respond to that I don't know um but I thought it was really funny my response because I just did not I was I was very awkward but the whole situation was awkward so you can't really you can't really blame me so I just that was my like trying to play a cool moment because I was uncomfortable yeah well like what do you like say to that because like Exactly. You know, it's one of those backhanded compliments, like, do yeah. I not look hot now? Like, that's I didn't confusing. want him to tell me I looked hot now, though. Like, it was, we're not, like, a thing. Like, we're not dating. We're, like, we're just friends. So, like, I didn't need that either. So, anyways, your turn, Emma. Um, again, I don't really have, like, a specific moment. Like, I tried to sit and think and reflect. 
But I think just like in everything that I do, I am such a word vomiter. That's what I call it. Like mm. if I start talking, I cannot stop and everything spills out. And it's just either it's in situations where it's like something like really good, like the person I'm talking to wants me to ramble on. So like an example that I have is like I had a meeting with an advisor today and it went really well. And like I was basically explaining like why I wanted to go into the career that I do. And like she responded to my like word vomiting well because I was like oh I'm so sorry uh rambling like I'm just saying everything off the top of my head and she's like no that's good like it gets like me an idea of like why you're doing this or like why you want to go into that career so that was pretty cool but then there's also just moments where I start talking and I cannot shut up and I just embarrass myself and I dig myself into uh, a nice little hole and I just feel so terrible. So if you also word vomit. Um, I do. And you didn't have a word for it before. Now you do. So it's when you ramble on and on and on and on. No, so, I'm definitely yeah, also a word vomiter. It's I try to like be conscious about it. But like I think when like I like am overwhelmed by a situation, I'm not as conscious of it because like I'm not like I'm thinking about the situation and not like what I'm saying. So, there's mm-hmm. you know, there's always things to work on. Our topic this week of discussion is eating in college. Hi, everyone. Sorry to interject with a little disclaimer here. Um, I just wanted to say that me and Corinne are very lucky, very blessed college students, and we are very fortunate to be in the position that we are right now, able to um, afford to go to college, afford to pay for a meal plan and pay for our own groceries, but um, not everyone is in that position So I just wanted to link in the description a website about food insecurity, specifically uh, with college students. And so I highly recommend checking the website out um, if you wanted to get educated on this. But it also has a lot of very helpful links and guides um, to resources for students who are food insecure. Uh, Thank you so much. And back to the episode. But eating in college is not easy. Um, That will come from somebody that I have very severe food allergies. Um, I'm allergic to milk, egg, and peanuts. Um, So I already have a pretty limited diet. So coming to college and eating in a dining hall (laughs) was a major challenge. Um, And it's definitely difficult to eat in college in general, even when you don't have food allergies. So yeah, Yeah, like personally, I don't have any food allergies or I don't have any other eating restrictions, like um, I'm not vegan or mm-hmm. vegetarian or anything like that. But Corinne, do you remember your first meal at our college? I remember like the first week because so we had orientation the week that we moved in. I have like memories of eating with certain people that I no longer talk to and things like that. Um, and I remember asking the cooks at our school, like if things had dairy in them and them being like, oh, I don't know, like, and, like, they would, like, be really mean to me, so, like, I knew, like, right away to not ask um, the cooks, because they have no idea. Um, (laughs) They kind of just, like, prepare, like, what they're given for the day, I Mm -hmm. think, so, like, they're not really, I don't know, they should be aware, but they're not, so, like, I, I remember, like, asking that early on. And this is, okay, this is also Um, a very specific experience to our college. Um, Yes. And, again, I don't think we're gonna name drop them. I don't think we should. No. But, um (laughs) like I remember my first meal it was like the first after like the night after the first day that we moved in we were having dinner and I was with um my two friends and roommates and we've name dropped them before but Lauren Mm. and Jess (laughs) and I remember I got like something like chicken and like 
green beans or something like that like something like that like very simple but it was like it was pretty good and actually it was kind of funny because the three of us we like sat down with this random group of like these three boys and we just basically have like very (laughs) funny stories revolving we're no longer friends with them I doubt they'll ever listen to this podcast but uh it's just a funny funny story to tell but um I remember thinking like wow like everyone says like college food sucks like this isn't that bad but um I don't know what you think Karina (laughs) yeah it gets worse so the first week that you're there especially with the freshmen they try to like pull all the stops out they Mm -hmm. like make like the menu like diverse and like um lots Mm -hmm. of like vegetables and fruits and stuff like that and um then it like it's the middle of semester and then they literally just have um (laughs) stop caring like what would they have like they would have like it's like something like rice they have burgers every day and then it would be like Mm-hmm. maybe like a fish or something like that that was like very questionable looking yeah and yeah. but the most exciting day was like when they brought out the chicken nuggets in my opinion yes oh nugget day was the best, the best day. day so the thing with our school is like so we like we've said before we went to a really or we went we still go we don't actually go in person but we still do attend the university um we go to a small school um so there are only two dining halls on campus and our freshman year we both lived um down on south campus which there's a dining hall down there um because it's far from like the main dining hall yeah so the main dining hall was open seven days a week but the one that was by us was only open for mondays through fridays so on the weekends we didn't really have anywhere that close to us that we could easily go get food Someone once said um, that it was, like, a walk of shame. <laughs> that They felt like it was a walk of shame every time they would have to walk up to the um, dining hall. Yeah. Uh, that was, like, it was probably, like, a good 15-minute walk. And, like, yeah. when it's absolutely freezing or, like, snowy on the ground, like, that's the last thing that you want to do. Yeah. Especially if you're, so, like, hungover. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, we had, like, both of us, I think, had, like, a fridge and like a microwave Mm -hmm. in our like actual rooms which is like helpful like I ate a lot of easy mac and like I would have oatmeal in the morning before class yeah um if I had an early class but like just overall like you didn't really have like a lot of independence like you couldn't really um you kind of had to rely on what was on the menu and like Mm -hmm. I know for Corinne that like had a lot of challenges but like I mean for me like I'm not the pickiest eater we have friends that are very picky eaters (laughs) yes you expect to be disappointed yeah that's for sure like you don't get your hopes up the other thing about the dining hall that we used to go to as freshmen like because it wasn't the main dining hall there weren't options so it was like you went in and they usually had a vegan option uh but most of the time it wasn't actually vegan so you had to be really careful because they would put real cheese in vegan stuff and I'm actually allergic to cheese like anaphylactic allergic so I could have died uh so you have to be really careful and then they have like the grill station, which is like um, burgers and occasionally crispy chicken if you're lucky. And then they would have like a, a different meal. Like that would be like whatever it was. So that would be like, they would be like, I don't know, something random like roast beef or like, and you just had to, you had to eat it or you're going to eat a burger for the seventh day in a row. So like there wasn't many I know. options. That's what like my giving up meal was a burger. 
That's yes. what I have. If I gave up on everything else, I would have a burger. And that was like for lunch and for dinner. Yes. And mm-hmm. I have a little spiel about breakfast because I am a – Corinne is not a breakfast person. <laughs> I'm not. Nope. But I'm a big breakfast person. And so actually, first semester um, of my freshman year, the um, the dining hall that was like – it was so close. It was right next to our dorm building. Yeah. Um. It didn't open until 8 o'clock, and I had at 8.30. And I tried to once, like, get there beforehand, like, before, like, 7.30, but, like, it just wasn't open. So I was like, okay. So then first semester, I just ate breakfast in my dorm. Like, I would make oatmeal, or I would just have a granola bar. Or, like, I would also, like, I would pack two clementines with me and granola bar, and I would walk to class, and i eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a good system. But then my second semester freshman year I had a 9 30 class which is amazing I freaking mm-hmm. love that so I was in the best schedule I would get up at 8 30 in the morning and then I would like get ready and then by nine o'clock I would like walk over to the dining hall and um this is like a tip is just like to become friends with like the cooks and stuff like that yeah. because I would walk in the door and then Thomas shout out Thomas <laughs> I doubt he will ever listen I to this miss podcast Thomas but he was um he was like the morning like fry cook like he was like at the grill or whatever and he would make the eggs and like almonds and stuff in the morning and he knew that um I always had two fried eggs in the morning Mm -hmm. um so I'd have two fried eggs and then also in the morning depending on where you go to school like I know where we go to school like they don't really have a lot of fresh produce which is like I don't know yeah. something that I like to like eat a lot of fruit and stuff like that Same. but like in the morning that's when they had like the strawberries the grapes the blueberries like because yeah. it would all be gone by lunchtime and dinner time so like I just always thought they didn't have fruit but until I started going <laughs> to breakfast early in the morning yeah I'm gonna be honest I didn't know that and I lived a whole year there <laughs> another thing that I would say with eating in dining halls like another tip I have is a lot of times you go like especially like we lived closer to the main dining hall last year. Um, we lived closer to main campus and we like, that has a lot more options, but I would say the options are like not as good. They're never like cooked enough. That's never, it's never good. Um, so like a lot of times, like we would normalize the system of like, you get a full plate of food and you try it all and you could hate every single thing on that plate and you have to normalize second rounds and trying again and getting up and getting a whole new plate of new stuff that you're going to try that's hopefully better than your first plate and like literally like half of the table would get up with you because they'd be like yeah this isn't this isn't it so do that you you know sometimes yeah that's a really good point because you don't get it on the first try I don't know like I don't I don't want to waste food like I'm I'm normally like now when I cook and like I try to eat everything or like I have leftovers like like I never like want to throw out food waste food but like sometimes things are just not edible and they will literally make you sick so like it's okay if you don't finish your plate I don't know I ordered from um the like so we even though we're remote we still have um a food service open here it's not like a dining hall but it's like kind of like a pickup thing and I ordered from it yesterday me and my roommate Kate um and Kate's a picky eater but like I wouldn't consider myself an extremely picky eater like obviously I have food allergies but other than that I pretty much eat everything um so we ordered like full meals and when I tell you that Kate and I threw every single thing away my burger I got a turkey burger it was not cooked in the middle um and we got sweet potato fries that were burnt to a crisp you couldn't even bite them um and I got sliced peaches you think you couldn't go wrong with sliced peaches um you can somehow they tasted so like I couldn't I can't even describe it they tasted so off 
um, that we ended up throwing out our entire meals. So sometimes like there are good, like there are good days and bad days at the dining hall. Sometimes like you go into the dining hall, someone gets fries and they're like, guys, the fries are good today. Um, or like you get chicken sometimes that isn't cooked. And it's just like some days are better than others. But I feel like that's like kind of like a universal experiences for most mm-hmm. colleges. And like kind of like also like going back to like be friends with like the cooks and like just yeah. like be like nice and like obviously always say please and thank you. Like yes. I don't know. I, I can, like so many times I've said like, oh, like thank you so much. And like people are so appreciated because they're like, oh, yeah, like people are so rude to us. Like because yeah. I don't know what it is about other college students, but people can be so rude and like yeah. they just don't care about like anyone else but themselves. <laughs> Actually, his name's Benny. He's in the same I station as Thomas. Benny. So he was like, yeah, he was like the evening <laughs> Thomas. And Thomas was the morning Benny. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, and I like still like last year, even though I never went to that dining hall, I went, um, one day cause we just wanted to go because we missed the scenery and the vibes. Yeah. And I saw Benny and he was like, where have you been? I haven't <laughs> seen you in so long. And it was so sweet. It made me so happy. But whenever I would go to his station, he was like cooking something that I like that looked good or like yeah. I was hungry for. And he would always make me fresh food and give it to me. Like yes. he was always so kind and like just having conversations that's like in general like anywhere that you go like just making connections with people like yeah. that like it's just really neat and also Something. like it's nice to get fresh food but like it's not a necessity uh, it's not a necessity yeah so. for sure Something I miss about, like, dining hall life, I don't miss many things at all. Like, I much prefer to cook for myself, but I do miss, like, our dining hall used to, like, go all out for, like, they used to do, like, themed weeks, and they would, like, decorate. Sushi night was my favorite. Yeah, and they would, like, decorate the entire dining hall. Like, oh, my gosh, the dining hall for Christmas Eagles times. Games? Eagles games, everything. Like, and they used to, I remember they had, like, a chili competition once. Like, or we had, like, Thanksgiving feast and Christmas feasts like every year like it would be like they would like dim the lights oh my god the thanksgiving dinners were so fun and so cute and they would dim the lights and instead of like the normal dining hall people um we go to a catholic school with christian brothers and they would the christian brothers would come and serve us thanksgiving dinner and it was like the most wholesome thing ever and like it was like you had like candles at your table and like tablecloths and it was like a candlelit dinner with your friends oh my gosh like those are the things that i miss about the dining hall like those nights are like we used to do Oktoberfest. The food was terrible, but the place was decked to the nines, and it was so fun. Um. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking more and more about, like, freshman year and just mm-hmm. how funny it was, like, and how, like, if you have a solid set of friends. Yeah. Like, me and Corinne were, like, in, like, the same group that would, like, go to lunch yeah. together, go to dinner together. When you have that group, like, you just, like, really bond in a different yeah. way, and it's just so funny. Like, I just remember, like... <laughs> I don't know, like, there's this, I have this one story that's so embarrassing, where (laughs) I was getting lunch once, and, um, there was, like, plain noodles and pasta, which, like, there's barely ever plain noodles also. Yeah, that's a blessing. Which is, like, I was, like, also getting sauce, and, like, you know how, like, food has, like, that, like, clear, like, plastic barrier over top? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I remember like, this. Like, it, like, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was talking to Lauren and I was like getting like the pasta and I was getting the like sauce. And then I was also like, I was like talking with my hands because um, I do that. And I had like the sauce spoon like in my hand and then I went to put it back and then I somehow just like slam it onto the like plastic like cover, like not cover, like the hood, the hood, the plastic like hood over the food like and like the food trays underneath and mm-hmm. it just slams and it splatters and then um it was really embarrassing 
I also remember when that um, dining hall employee told you that you had fangs, <laughs> if you recall. So I have, yeah, I, remember I have that. very pointy. You really, you don't though. Like, I like never would have ever noticed that if he hadn't pointed it out. I think I was getting mashed potatoes or something like that. And this guy who was serving was like, hey, you got fangs. I was like, <laughs> excuse me, what? And he was like, he, and he like, and he smiled and he pointed at his, at his canines and he said, I've never seen John's that pointy before. <laughs> so Philly. It's so Philly. It's so Philly. And I was like, um, okay, thank you. And I came back and everyone thought it was so funny. I've also, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like dropped like full bowls oh, yeah. of like cereal on the ground oh, or something. My God. It's so embarrassing. I'm trying to think of like moments that I had in the dining hall freshman year. I definitely had. I once elbowed a guy on accident in the back of his head and I felt really bad. So I was very excited. <laughs> Um, and I was like showing someone something and then like I like brought my elbow down and actually hit him on the head um, I remember when we oops, sat with sorry person Josh who are not really friend like we're friendly But like we're not like friendly enough that we sit and eat dinner with him And like or no, we had lunch with him one day and he was like telling us the story of how we killed a chicken once like it was so Like things like that are we the were things cracking I miss. up. <laughs> I know last year so we're juniors so we freshman year lived on south campus and went to like the smaller dining hall and then last year we lived on as sophomores we lived on main campus um and we went to like the main dining hall and so there were like a lot more people that came to the main dining hall and um you would like like you'd see you come on a sunday morning you'd see everybody you went out with the night before you'd see everybody you didn't want to see um and you're like yeah. dead like because you were out late like whatever it was um and you're like all just trying to eat breakfast and like there's like it's like still pretty small so like you're you do have to run into them and like you have to avoid them um I think I have like a lot more memories of like that but like me and my room my one of my roommates Colleen like we would love we have like our favorite place in the dining hall we like to sit in the booths and we like to sit in the booths that face the door because we like to see we like to people watch and we like to see who comes in and out and like just like spy from a distance we're like oh did you see who just walked in here look at that like he's here and like we would just like gossip about it it was so fun and I, I miss stuff like that I'm trying to think if I have anything else to share like advice wise from a dining hall perspective um I think like also like well outside of the dining hall just being smart with like your money and like because yeah. our school did have other dining options that were like more open towards like during the school day and like on main campus so, like in between classes and stuff you could grab food but like so our school like gives us like kind of like a budget with our meal plan it's yeah. like called different things in different schools but like I like blew through mine so <laughs> quickly um and then you can also like spend your real money there and like yeah food like really adds up in college because like when you're I don't know home in high school like your mom mainly yeah. buys the groceries and like or dad. um maybe you go out to eat with your friends but like I don't yeah. know like it's it's a it's a, a lot more different you can financially hurt a lot more it's it's eye-opening for sure and I think like our school specifically we are in a I don't I hate calling it like an unsafe area of the city um but it's just it's a low income area where a lot of crime is um concentrated and that's obviously not necessarily because it's unsafe it's because of lack of resources and all of that stuff that we're not going to get into today but um so because of that, there's not, like, a lot of off-campus eating options. Like, we have, like, no restaurant. Like, we can't walk off campus and, like, get Chick-fil-A or, like, 
honey grow or any of that stuff like it's not like we don't go to a big school where there's restaurants everywhere and like you can walk to places that aren't from your meal plan um and like you like you have to survive off of what the university provides which at our university is not a whole lot so it's it's hard it's definitely hard but it's like you get used to it and like you get you get in the groove of things and like those moments spent in the dining hall with your friends are like make it worth it all you know and to treat yourself like every once in a while to like um like pizza or chinese food or just like mcdonald's stop Uh, literally we were in the habit i think sophomore year um before (laughs) like we went home for covid i think every weekend we would order like at least once a week we would or uber Mm -hmm. eats mcdonald's and like not like for dinner like at 11 p.m at night 1 a.m at night because there's nothing open on campus at that time like the dining halls are closed nothing's open so like your only option is to uber eats um and i was very guilty of uber eating when I was a freshman and we lived on South Campus on the weekends, I would like Uber Eats one meal. Like I'd Uber Eats Chipotle and like just eat my Chipotle all day long. Um, me and my roommate would do that together. And that would be like my meal of the weekend, which is so bad. But like, no, I think I would I would risk it and I would go up to eat at the dining hall or I would just eat Easy Mac or like me and me and Jess actually will we really like didn't keep a lot of food food in our fridge just like leftovers but then like also cheese Mm. that was like our snack that we do which actually like i don't i mean i'm not a nutrition (laughs) person my little is but um i don't know is it bad to eat cheese as a snack um yeah exactly protein i lactose i mean it is if you're lactose intolerant (laughs) but i'm not my my routine on the weekends when I was a freshman because our dining hall was open we would typically uber eats on Saturdays and then on Sundays like we would have church at 6 p.m on main campus so like I'd either go to the dining hall before church and then go to church or go to church and then go to the dining hall so like I'd like eat like random crap for lunch and then like so I'd have like one meal a day which was I don't recommend eat two meals a day at least please but that did that is what I did freshman year (laughs) No, that's what yeah, I don't think I could do that. I'm a very like three meal a day person. But everyone like works differently also. Like whatever works like that, your body and stuff like no, that. No, like, that wasn't healthy. It. Um you need to I at least need to eat at least two meals a day. Um freshman year of me was we're we're gonna talk about that later. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the healthiest thing. Should we talk about cooking on your own next? Yes. Yeah, so Corinne, <laughs> when did you learn to cook on your own? Um, so since I have food allergies my mom is a really big cook. She cooks all the time. And I think when I was in like late um, grade school, early high school days, I started to get an interest in cooking. I'm obsessed with Pinterest and I loved trying Pinterest recipes. And like while kind of trying them, my mom would help me out and like show me tricks and things that she used to do. Um, And I like learned all throughout high school. So then um, I moved into kind of like an apartment thing, sophomore year of college where I had a kitchen and I've been cooking ever since. And I feel like I've learned a lot just like without my mom here. <laughs> like, you know, you you don't realize how, how much you rely on your mom or dad, you know, you, the dad could be your the cook in your household. It's my mom. But like, I learned a lot from her, but like once I didn't have her anymore, like with me, I learned a lot from like having to rely on myself. Yeah. It's a, you? I found that cooking is a lot of like trial and error. Um, yes. Things can go really good or really bad, but 
I think like for me, like mm-hmm. I never really cooked for myself before, like besides making like sandwiches or pasta or rice, like things like <laughs> I-, I can make anything from a box. That was me before, like having my own kitchen. And even like sophomore year, I was in townhouses. Um, so I had a townhouse, I had a kitchen. Um, the only thing I could really make was like um, breaded chicken and like I'd make pasta and like but besides that I feel like I actually like really didn't cook a lot of my own just because like I was an RA so I had a meal plan and so like it I wasn't like it was mm-hmm. free and um so or like I would just have groceries like produce and stuff like that and like I just eat that like so nothing I really like had to yeah. really cook but then this year like living off campus and like not having meal plan um and even like this summer I dabbled a little bit in cooking like because I wanted to learn but like I kind of fell off the wagon just because I was busy and like working and stuff like that and like my mom is a really good cook Mm -hmm. and she's really good at it so and my dad is too actually so I didn't actually like really start like experimenting learning how to cook until like this year where I'm like I just can't eat like butter noodles for every like dinner (laughs) or like uh breaded chicken like those are the only things I can Mm -hmm. make like I need like branch out and so like discovering like Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's and like also like Pinterest and like I've also like a lot of the (laughs) recipes my mom has made like which are like now comfort foods for me so like if I'm having like a rough day like I'll just make like my mom has this amazing fried rice recipe Vietnamese fried rice because like I'm Vietnamese um and so it is literally like my favorite (laughs) thing to make ever so like if I have all the ingredients in my fridge like I'll make it and Corinne's had it before I made her a egg free and uh like yeah. butter-free one so i'll think about that fried rice um i'm a big fan of asian food so anything like with soy sauce i'm like yes give it to me um one thing i would recommend like when if you're new to cooking by yourself and like you're trying to get into it or like you're in college and you like have a kitchen in your ha- in your apartment this year i hope you can't hear the sirens i'm sorry yeah can you hear this we like so we're recording oh well, hopefully, little disclaimer in the middle of this our segment, but like hopefully the audio is better because we're recording separately. Yeah. But we're still on the same street, yeah. so you can hear we'll the hope. sirens. Maybe. Yeah. Sorry about the sirens, but um, one thing I would recommend if like you're new to cooking, you have an apartment for the first time this year. Um, I would recommend like going onto Pinterest and like just like looking at the food tab and like kind of picking things that you think look good, and then like writing those things down in a list and going to the grocery store. Don't go to the grocery store without a list. You end up spending more money. Um, Then you end up coming home with things that don't make a meal and you're still like unsure of what to eat Mm -hmm. for dinner every night. And you have all of this food that like you can't really use and then it ends up going bad and you throw it away. So go into the grocery store with a plan. So like find two or three recipes on Pinterest, pick them out and then get the ingredients and it'll last you a few days. Like because you're cooking for one person. So you can eat the leftovers and all that. Like I typically cook like three or four times a week and I'll eat the leftovers the rest of the week. And it makes going to the grocery store so much less overwhelming when you have your list. So, or you could literally like, if you have like a parent that really likes to cook, call them up and be like, hey, can you send me some of my favorite recipes? Like if you have them, um, cause I've done that too. I take a lot of recipes for my mom. Um, so that's something that I definitely recommend. Yeah, that's a really good idea because um, I know, at least, like, in my experience, like, when I was, like, trying to get into cooking and stuff like that, I, like, did the whole Pinterest thing, and, like, you try things out, and it doesn't work, and you're, like, okay, but, like, the things that work really well, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm, like, all for just eyeballing everything, like, not really following measurements. Same. Um, and that's, like, something that, well, maybe the first time oh, you make yeah. something, you want to be 
more exact but like <laughs> as you get more practice into cooking yeah. like you can just like be mm-hmm. at the grocery store you have your routine of what you need and you know how much you need because like you can just yeah. eyeball it when you actually cook it so yeah the more practice you have with cooking and the more comfortable you get with cooking the less you're gonna ne- feel the need to like do exact measurements and also like you're just gonna ne- know what you really need from the grocery store for the most part like I just said to my roommate the other week, like, I feel like I'm finally, like, I finally, after two years of cooking for myself, I finally come to the realization that, like, some things I always buy that I never use, and I always throw out, like, I feel like I'm buying a lot more practical things now, so it does take time, like, it takes time and practice, and it, like, it will take a while, but, like, you'll get it, and it'll be fine. (laughs) I said this to my mom the other day, I was like, mom, my mom's a great cook, I love when my mom cooks for me. And I said, I was like, mom, I love when you cook for me, but you know, what's really nice about cooking for myself. Obviously it sucks that I have to figure out what to cook myself for lunch, dinner, breakfast, every single day for the next, for the foreseeable future. Um, but it's so nice that I never have a meal that I don't like, you know, like yeah, you never like, you know, like when you come home from school and like your mom's like making something that you hate and you're so disappointed because you're hungry, but then like, you've not, you're not going to eat that night because it's not good. Like yeah. you never have to deal with that in college because like when you're cooking for yourself you're always gonna like like you're gonna choose to cook things that you like so okay okay but okay so like going off of that Mm -hmm. um trader joe's we love the best i love trader joe's um do you want to go back and forth and say some of our favorites yeah so trader joe's i don't know if i think they're everywhere in the u.s um although i have seen a lot of uh tiktok drama about how trader joe's are only in primarily white communities um so trader joe's might be problematic um so i think like and whole foods also is like it's not available to low-income communities so advocate for your trader joe's to be put into places like we have like we live in north philly right now there's not one here even and this is like a this is a minority community so advocate for trader joe's to step up to the plate and stop being such racist people anyways <laughs> sorry for that yeah, damn call them out yeah there's actually no trader joe's from where i'm from at home oh which is interesting yeah. really so yeah i, I don't didn't know think... what it was until i came here what i don't think they're everywhere i didn't know that conspiracy but now i feel like i need to do some research into it i can send you the tiktok um there's a bu- like there's a I girl she like she analyzes every city she'll be like okay here's the trader joe's in houston and she'll like compare it to like the income like the average income of the area so she'll be like okay so here are the whole foods in this northwest part of the city the average income there is one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a year and she's like here you can see in the northeast part of the city that there are no trader joe's and the average income here is thirty-five thousand a year like like it's crazy wow so um I think people are like fighting for Trader Joe's to do better because that's honestly, there's no excuse for that. It's ridiculous, especially because like mm-hmm. there's like the whole like lower income people like don't have access to good foods, which obviously um, affects nutritional habits and like their overall health. So it's like indirectly we're killing low income communities because we're not giving them access to healthy foods. So Trader Joe's do better, but we still like your food. <laughs> Anyways, um, we can go into, we're going to share a few of our favorite items from Trader Joe's because they're like, there's definitely like, I don't go to Trader Joe's to do like a, gr- a grocery trip in general. Like I go for specific things. 
I can never get everything. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I go for like groceries in general. I can never. So first of all, my parents give me $30 a week for groceries and I can't make that work at Trader Joe's. The produce is pretty expensive and also the meat's pretty expensive. So I like, I'm a, I'm a giant gal if you're from the Philadelphia area. Giant is a great store. You know, we have, we have giants in Harrisburg too. I know they don't have them in New Jersey. So like, I don't know where it ends. Um, <laughs> if you're from the Pennsylvania area, I guess, um, giant is a great store i also like acme whatever it works for you um but trader joe's has a lot of like specialty items that are really fun Mm -hmm. so and they also have a lot of great seasonal items um my favorite thing from trader joe's is the it's so weird they're crackers the everything bite-sized crackers are my favorite thing (laughs) in the entire world they're like you sound like they kind of sound like normal size like normal crackers they're so good if you like need like a snack they're like whole grain of course they're all like super healthy they're so good like I crave them all the time um so my favorites I mean okay I do like normally like with me and my roommates we just like want to go one place and not I know we want to try out Aldi and like we also there's a fresh grocer by our school so we go there too but I know like produce and stuff is like very expensive and like it it it, it do be draining my bank account because <laughs> I'm basically living paycheck to paycheck with my like tutoring job um Mm -hmm. and so most of it goes towards food but like then again food's important and uh I do like cooking for myself so Mm -hmm. I do like get produce and stuff like that Trader Joe's or if like we go somewhere else I'll get it somewhere else but um some of my favorites are actually what I'm gonna have for dinner tonight is uh like the frozen like Japanese stir fry it's so good it's so easy to make and like it's just like I don't know it's good to have vegetables Uh, there's no meat in it um, at least mm. in the one that I get, but um, I like find that their like freezer stuff is like super easy to make and like also really really yeah. good. Yeah, they have a lot of like freezer options um that are like easy to make. Um, which is my next one is cauliflower stir fry. It's one of my favorite things. It's just it's cauliflower rice with a bunch of like diced vegetables in it. Um, and it has peas in it. My mom hates peas. My ne- my mom never cooked with peas growing up, and I just found out because of this cauliflower stir fry that I like peas. Um, oh, wow. So that's fun. Um, I like to add a little bit of soy sauce to it when I'm frying it, and it's super good. You just make it in a pan. It takes five minutes, and it's definitely one of my faves. Do you have another one, Emma? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, my other one is uh, – they have frozen like wontons so good you can like fry them in the pan or what i also like to do like because i i love soup and i love wonton soup and so uh you can just literally take chicken broth and like Mm -hmm. um just cook them in a pot and it's literally so good so that's like a comfort food for me and that's like i don't have like these freezer meals like every day normally it's normally like if i am so lazy I don't feel like cooking or like I forgot to defrost something or yeah that's like, what I it is I want something easy it's not even that I'm lazy it's that I forget to defrost something and it's gonna take five hours to defrost and I it's already 7 p.m so like if you want to eat like that's that's what it is for me um another one of my faves is the vegan ranch dip so like I said I'm allergic to milk and eggs so I eat a lot of vegan foods and the vegan ranch dip from Trader Joe's is the best it's super good and it lasts forever it's a huge container (laughs) um okay so my next favorite is I don't really know any of the names of it but I just like I love their like the um like I'm like a big like Cheetos cheese puffs I like love like cheesy snacks and stuff like that 
so like i really like trader joe's like cheese puffs because it's like mm. you know like trader joe's brand or whatever but i don't know why but they're just so good i don't know what it is and they're normally come in a huge bag i have like sour cream cheese puffs downstairs they're amazing they're so good mm. so i highly recommend my next favorite is the everything but the bagel seasoning you can put this on anything it's literally a seasoning it has like sesame seeds poppy seeds like a bunch of like other seasonings all put into one and it's super good because you can literally just throw it onto anything um and like i put it on like avocado toast or like in um in like bowls of things like colleen loves to put it on her pastas um like you can literally put it on anything so highly recommend that if you're like not like if you're kind of afraid of seasonings um that's a good one i'm trying to think i'm sorry i did not come up with a list i'm trying to think of like things that i specifically purposely like repurchase and um the thing that i just thought of was i really like their like um i don't know if you ever tried their like chicken sausages like when it's like in the it's like pre-cooked already like there's a bunch mm-hmm. of different like there's like ones with like garlic and like mushrooms and like stuff like that but i feel like those are really really easy like to make i've never heard of them oh really well it's like i wonder the, if i can have them oh i don't know i don't know either um i don't have any right now or i'll let you know but they're <laughs> really okay. good um and they're really easy to make and like because it's already pre-cooked like if you're scared of like cooking meat or something like that mm-hmm. um highly recommend another one of my favorites are the chicken spring rolls they also have vegetable spring rolls with tofu i typically buy one of each when i go but the chicken spring rolls are so delicious and they're vegan well not vegan the vegetable ones are vegan um the other ones are dairy free they're so good like i can never find like oven baked spring rolls that are as good as trader joe's should i just share my last two yeah because do i don't more? i can't really think of any more i mean that's okay because normally with trader joe's i feel like like last time i went there like i got apple cider like that was really good like i feel like mm. they like advertise their new stuff and like yeah. i do really like their snacks and stuff like that but like there's not many things like I like repurchase every time like I like to try I'm still trying to figure it out I've gone like four times five times something like that mm-hmm. um just over the course of the semester and like living off campus and stuff but um yeah okay great you want to go I only have two more so I love the frozen edamame I'm a really big fan of edamame and Trader Joe's has it like frozen so you can literally like you just like boil it and um it's a super good like you can add it to a lot of Asian re- meals. Like I had sesame chicken the other day, so it's a good thing with that. Or like I made like a teriyaki stir fry thing the other day, and I put my edamame in that, so it was super good. Um, I also a new favorite of mine, uh, discovered by Emma's roommates, are the vegan cheesecakes that they have. Um, yes, they're vegan, so there's no dairy, no eggs, and um, I came over to Emma's one night, and me and uh, their roommate Lauren both don't eat dairy and so they all had regular cheesecake but they bought us little uh, vegan cheesecakes at Trader Joe's which is so nice and I actually had to go back and buy them again because they were so good it's such a good treat so if you're vegan it's a really good treat it's very filling though I would advise you but that's all those are all of my Trader Joe's favorites um I feel like that's a pretty good list yeah I feel like so we can be pretty proud of that yeah um do you have anything else to share regarding Cooking on your own, cooking at home. I feel like we covered most of the bases. I feel like we kind of rambled. I don't even know how long. This, this is going to be a long one. I mean, I'm going to edit it and stuff. Yeah, you but, can definitely um, edit stuff out. 
But um, our next topic is eating disorders normalized in college, which is a very serious topic. And I just want to yes. like put another Trigger disclaimer warning. out that neither of us are like pros in this yes. area. Like I'm a psych major, but I have no <laughs> degree and I have no study or focus in this. And um, yeah. what we're saying is based off of like our personal experiences. Yes. So I just want to say that. Also, um, trigger warning, if you want to skip past this, um, we'll insert a timestamp. Hi, editing Emma here. Um, please fast forward to 10 minutes from now if you would like to skip this conversation. Again, 10 minutes from right now. Thank you. I just wanted to touch on it because I think it's like something, I was never diagnosed with an eating disorder, um, but freshman year I lost 15 pounds. I was like 100 pounds maybe freshman year and I was at a really it was a really unhealthy time for me so I wanted to address like eating culture in college and like how it's portrayed and like all the things that go along with it because eating in college is hard as it is so like the eating culture that surrounds it doesn't make it any easier yeah I can I can talk about a little bit of my own experience um Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever had an eating disorder but I've had my fair share of body dysmorphia and um especially like freshman year like I don't think I had like the freshman 15 but like I definitely was putting on a good bit of weight because um like we were saying before about how like you get multiple plates of food at the dining hall because you don't like anything Mm -hmm. and then no matter what I would always end every meal with a bowl of cocoa puffs every single meal lunch and dinner and that just was not healthy for me and like I look back on like pictures of myself and I am like a little bit heavier than I am now but like just like my overall complexion and just like how I was treating my body like just wasn't the best but then also on top of that like with my own issues um so basically my whole life like I've been an athlete but when I came to college um I'm not I'm not on a sports team here and so my relationship with working out was really tied to food my freshman year. So, mm-hmm. and also like alcohol consumption. Yeah. I'm to talk about that. No, so, I would like to um, because it, it plays a large role in eating, like normal, in eating issues in college stem from alcohol for the most part, I feel like. Yeah. So like for me, I would be like, okay, like I'm allowed to uber eats mcdonald's and go out drinking tonight but i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning at 8 a.m and i'm gonna run four miles and then i'm going to go to the gym and then i'm going to like do a yoga routine and then i'm gonna do my homework and like i was just so i can do this because i because of that that was basically my mentality um and it was not healthy at all like my my relationship with working out i would it's like when you go to the gym and you just like I don't know like you're like oh I'm working towards like to look better to feel better like because I'm like eating like crap but I'm gonna make up for working out and like I don't like I just like didn't like how my body looked and I would just every time I go to the gym I was just comparing myself to the last time I was at the gym um but basically what I was trying to say is that because I was like an athlete for the longest time and um I was used to looking a certain way and being able to perform athletically a certain way. Um, when I came to college and I started to pick up eating habits that made me put on weight and just kind of had like a very unhealthy relationship with how I looked, um, 
I really started to not feel so good about myself. And I feel like that's a very normal experience for most girls in college because um, body dysmorphia is very prevalent. And um, yes, it's something that I feel like I really haven't been able to feel good about until recently because even like my sophomore year, I then saw working out as kind of like a punishment even when I like when I lost the little bit of weight I gained and then I started to like eat healthy I still like saw working out as a way like to punish myself which is terrible and not healthy Mm -hmm. um but Corinne do you want to share your story my um eating journey in college kind of started as a freshman when I didn't have um the options in the dining hall for that went along with my food allergies. So I kind of just stopped eating because there was no other choice. And then, so I'd eat like maybe once a day and like it would never, it would always be the unhealthy things. I was not getting any nutrition into my body. And then um, after a while of like not eating and not giving yourself enough nutrition, your body stops giving you those signals, those hunger signals. So after a while, I stopped, like, I kept forgetting to eat. Um, It would be, like, 4 p.m., and I would, like, literally simply forget to eat. I would, like, be on the phone with my mom, and she'd be like, have you eaten today? And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, no, I didn't even think about it. Like, it's something that, like, once you condition yourself to not eating, you just stop thinking about it. So that was something that I struggled with. And then I think in addition to, I drank a lot my second semester freshman year, and I had a lot of issues with like holding my alcohol and then feeling like being nauseous and stuff like that so like I would wake up the next morning and feel nauseous after a night of drinking so then I wouldn't eat all day because I was nauseous and then that became like a whole routine of like not eating because I'm nauseous and then being nauseous because I'm hungry and then just like not eating at all um but then that whole issue was kind of solved by um that whole issue was kind of solved by having my own kitchen sophomore year, um, I was able to put back the weight that I lost over the summer into my sophomore year and then cooking for myself. Like I still had a meal plan, but everything from my dining hall, like if I had a a bad night of eating at the dining hall, I was able to come home and make something for myself. Um, so that was really helpful. So I was actually not here while Corinne was handling what (laughs) I was actually not here while Corinne was telling her story because I was handling like technical issues you you lived it though you you were it. here and when I went through that so you lived it it's really hard especially when we're at such a like I don't know sensitive age it really it really sucks to see yeah. people that you're friends with I don't know just not feel good about themselves oh, yeah. or like like it like internally yeah. like in yourself that it's really hard to watch people that you really care about um it really sucks yeah so, Another thing I want to talk about before we get off of this is, like, eating culture around drinking. Um, I know in college, people are, like, like, it's normal to, like, Mm -hmm. yak when you drink. Um, It's also normal to not eat the night before you drink because Mm -hmm. you want to get drunker. Or the calories or, Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm begging you guys to not partake in that culture. It's not it's not healthy. It's degrading to Mm -hmm. women specifically. I don't think many men do that. Um, it's, and it's, it's so hard on your body and it's so hard for your body to recover. If you don't eat the night before you drink, it's also, you will have a bad hangover. 
please, please eat the do. night before you drink. Even if you have to drink another drink to get the same amount of drunk that you would without a drink, it's it's worth it because you mm -hmm. have the nutrients and water. in your body Water's and also you're less important. likely. Yeah. You're less likely to get alcohol poisoning if you have food and nutrition in your body. Um, and don't encourage your friends to not like, don't encourage that behavior from your friends. Like obviously your friends are going to do what they want. Um, but like, don't actively be like, Oh, like it's fine. Just don't eat tonight. Like we don't have any food in the house anyways. And we're drinking, like, it'll be fine. Like don't encourage that behavior. It's not good. Um, it's not healthy and you're going to end up paying the price for it later. Like you're just going to be more hungover the next day. Um, and have further consequences than just the next day. Like, you're going to start either losing weight or gaining weight, depending on what you're doing. Um, and you're going to feel like not yourself because you have no exactly. nutrients in your body. And I think so. some people have the argument or the belief that it's going to be a more fun night if you do certain um, activities or avoid certain activities before um, going out. But I yeah. honestly don't think that's true because um, no one likes to be uncomfortable. And if um, yeah. eating like... Uh, chicken nuggets and fries before you go out to drink even though yeah that's like a lot of bad food but like if you had a rough week and like you need it and then you're gonna wake up the next morning and you're gonna be able to kill that paper that um you had to write um and not yeah. wake up and feel like absolute crap so. yeah it's worth it in the long run and like I know so many of my friends that still do this um a thing that I would suggest like if you do know friends that are doing this like at least like if you have a kitchen or whatever like I typically cook and I'll like offer it to my roommates because some of my roommates are not as good at eating as others so like because like they don't want to cook or whatever like so I'll cook something that I know that they'll all eat so that they do have something to eat even though I'm like sacrificing yeah I'm, like it's my groceries, but like, it's, it's mm -hmm. worth it because then they eat. So like, if you can help in any way, but like, just like, like I made chicken tenders before Halloween and like me and Kate ate them. So like something like that, where like you can eat with your roommates and like kind of encourage them to eat is helpful. Um, sorry, no, it got so I dark, this but is a very, like serious topic and in, in our age group and even like, I mean, just in our generation, I mean, actually this is nothing new, which is very yeah. sad. But um, at least now yeah. women are feeling – and men are feeling more comfortable talking about eating disorders and how they feel about their body yes. and their health and um, just, like, food mm -hmm. in general. So this is the end of Corinne and I's conversation um, surrounding eating disorders and eating in college. Um, again, we discuss this based off of our own personal experiences and what we have felt in ourselves and in what we have seen in our – dynamics with our friends um but every one situation is differently and we are very thankful to be in the position that we are currently right now um and i also wanted to link another resource in the description of this podcast um to the national eating disorders association um website where there's really great ways to get resources and help if you need and just a really great way to educate yourself so again that's in the description of this podcast if you want to check it out and thank you again for listening. By the time <laughs> that this is out, Corinne will already be 21. Um, oh, my god! She turns 21 on Friday. That's so exciting. Uh, I'm so excited. So, Corinne, I just want to know, uh, did you learn anything very interesting or very um, important over the past year? 
Yeah, so I kind of thought about some things that I learned in my 20th year and kind of like thinking about these things was actually pretty difficult. I learned a lot in my 19th year of life. Like I like I always say that my whole entire personality changed when I was 19 and I learned so much about life and that was like when I started college. I had just turned 19 like the November after I started college. So like 19 was a lot of like firsts for me. Um, so like thinking about 20, I'm like, oh, I did this. And I'm like, no, I was 19. Uh, so it was, it wasn't easy for me to think of these things, but so I had to dig a little bit deeper. And I think because this year itself of 2020 was so weird, it made it harder to learn, like think about things that I learned. But one of the things I learned because of this weird year is to be grateful for the moments that you spend with friends and family. Um, obviously being in lockdown for so long, like that was time with my family that I never thought I'd have, which is really special. And like thinking about the lockdown now, like it, like I think about all the shows I watched with my mom and like all the game, like family games we played. Like you could never catch my 17 year old brother playing a family game with us if we weren't in lockdown. Like, so like things like that, like I'm so grateful for like as terrible as the world was at the time and still is, <laughs> let's not act like this is over, but um, as terrible as it is, um, I had such a, great time with my family and like I cherish the moments that I had with my friends before COVID so much like I look at my pictures I have like pictures like right above me right now that I look at while like I'm on zoom and stuff and like they're all before COVID and I just like think about all of those and I'm like I love my friends and I'm so glad that I was had those opportunities with Mm -hmm. them before all of this happened like I'm so glad that I like can think about all those like amazing things to get through this time like think about how many more amazing memories we're going to have after this. So that's something that like, I really have been thinking a lot about is like, don't take advantage of the moments that you do have with friends. Like obviously things are different now, but like those people that you spend time with, like that's really important. I turned 20 in July. So (laughs) only been 20 for a little bit, but I'm definitely like, yeah, I'm trying to be grateful for everything and everyone that I've luckily been able to interact with and see and speak with over FaceTime and Zoom because like those are also valuable experiences. Yeah. Um, Another one I learned this year that was a little bit harder for me to take was that it's okay to lose touch with people. Um, I stopped speaking to the majority of my high school friends this year and it's not because I don't love them or whatever. It's just I have a lot of college friends. I have a lot of family members that mean a lot to me and it was getting to the point where I was overwhelmed by maintaining friendships on the daily like constantly checking up on people and stuff like that was really hard. Um, So I kind of had to decide to stop talking to certain people, which unfortunately meant a decent amount of my high school friends. Um, But I also just felt like I was growing as a person and they almost were kind of bringing me back to high school. And I felt like I had to let go of them to continue to grow and continue to become the person that I am and um that meant losing touch with a few people um and that doesn't mean I don't love them obviously if I were to run into them in in the grocery store or whatever like I'd be super excited to see them but it just it just means that I'm not maintaining that friendship on the daily anymore and that's okay um I think as you get older you come to terms with having less friends but more quality friends um Yeah, and so that's something I'm kind of coming to terms with this year. Um, And then my last thing I've learned is, it sounds so cliche of like pursuing the things you want and doing more of what you love. Um, 
I think that that's something I've learned this year is like, it's okay to take time for yourself and it's okay to give yourself time to do things you love. Um, I am very academic and I put a lot of heart and soul into my schoolwork. And this year with being online, I have a lot more free time to do things I like, which is really awesome. As much as online school sucks, like I'm home a lot of the time, which is why this podcast is a thing. And it's why I'm doing so many other things that I love. I had, I did so many quarantine projects of like house things and stuff. And like, yeah. (laughs) And like cooking, I love to cook. That's something I definitely got more into. Um, and then I just feel like giving, giving yourself time to do things you love. Like I read, I'm in an ethics class where like we talked about how the millennial generation like never does that because of like capitalism and like endless productivity and all that stuff and how Gen Z is worse. Yes. Hustle culture. Hate to hate on gals on the go, but they are the brand of this, like always busy, always doing something. And like, I think with COVID I learned like it's okay to slow down and it's okay to spend time doing things that you love. It's not all about just like getting those good grades and like going to your sorority events and like doing this and then like doing that and going to dinner with friends. Like it's okay to sometimes like sit at home and like, I like to write, like taking 15 minutes to write in a journal. Like I would have never done that before COVID like things like that. I've, I've really opened my eyes. Um, those are my three things I learned, um, when I was 20. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, very knowledgeable advice. I will try to bring it into the rest of my 20 years. I have a lot left. Yeah. Um, Next, next week we can update you on my 21st birthday how that goes with the state of the election. I don't really know what's going to happen if I'm going to be able to go anywhere or do anything. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to do something, but I'm definitely going to go to the shore with my parents. So (gasps) that'll be fun just for the day. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be able to get a drink somewhere. Um, (laughs) but yeah. Okay. But, um, maybe we should just transition into our weekly favorites. The ending portion of our podcast yeah um maybe i should go first go um, for it because you chatted for a while about your 20 yeah go for it okay so my favorites are music which i think i was kind of inspired by corinne's last week she had a lot of music favorites but um yeah. i recently rediscovered my fall weather playlist oh my gosh mm. i'm okay so i go in and out of my playlist being very good or like okay so my november or my october playlist was okay but in september i made a fall weather playlist and i was just randomly i kept it sometimes they delete them sometimes i keep them if they're like really fire um this one was so fire i went back and listened to it there's just like so many good songs on it like 80s throwbacks but then also like (laughs) some new ones and like i i'm just obsessed with the vibes the vibes are good um and going off of like music favorites I am, like, trying to build my modern classical music collection, if that makes sense. Um, TikTok is an inspiration for this, but also just, like, kind of... uh, I've always been into, like, steady beats and, like, jazz music. Um, Vince Guaraldi is actually my favorite all-time composer and maybe musician in general. Um, He actually... He is the composer for, like, the Peanuts, um, <laughs> like, the Charlie Brown and stuff like that. And I love that music so much. And um, just, like, overall, like, all of his work, I'm a big fan. 
but um I'm trying to get more into modern classical music like not like Beethoven Bach like I appreciate all this stuff like I used to play piano whatever but um I have been trying to get into more modern classical music and I came across this one song through a TikTok um then then listen to it on its own it's so good it's called experience by and i googled how to say his name but i'm probably gonna say it wrong um ludovico Inaldi. um it is so good it is just like the type of song that if you're having a bad day and you need to like be inspired or you have like one more page left to write like on your paper it's it's just a really good song, really motivational, really puts you in the... I feel like what I like about like modern classical music is that it just puts me in the right headspace, and it's just kind mm. of like, I don't know, like you just... I really appreciate the musical elements and just the mm. vibes and everything like that, so that's those are my favorites today. I never listen to classical music, so I feel like I should check it out, because it's not, it's not like something I ever think to put on but it's like good like background I feel like oh, yeah, while like you're definitely. studying or whatever so it's like, I should try I that. I feel like it's good for collecting your thoughts if that makes sense. Yeah so. um my favorites are a little less sophisticated um which is funny because we were opposite last week. <laughs> yeah, we're opposite. I got a lot of I got a lot of compliments on my music favorites last week so I, I wanted to share one this week um except I'm trying to keep this podcast clean and the name is literally a curse word so i'm gonna spell it uh the song is b-i-t-c-h uh in parentheses takes one to no one by lennon stella i i love would die for lennon stella. stella she's so good like i love her so much her music is it's been on my playlist i think um for six months like her music like i'm not tired of her yet she's so good but this song specifically like it's just so empowering it's like takes one to no one like Oh my gosh, it's so like that song you listen to in the shower and you're like, yeah, I'm a bad, you know what? Like you just like it 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 <laughs> I'm pipes a bad you up. Bleep, Addison Ray. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that reference because I don't know any of the TikTok stars, but I'll pretend oh, I understand. It's okay. I don't like it's to very meaningful to me because I'm Addison Ray. <laughs> Can you get copyrighted for that? I don't think so. No, no. No. So I would recommend that song if you're like in a mood to like just scream the words to a song it's such a good song um and then another thing that i really loved this week was that john mulaney was on snl on we saturday love, night we stand on halloween um i watched it two days ago i think oh my god freaking hilarious he did this whole portion about um like the election and stuff and he like basically dumbed it down to you're voting for your favorite elderly man and like it just like it's the funniest thing ever and then he did this whole thing about like how like even though like we might get a new president or we might get the same president like things in america for the most part will still be the same like and then he like went into this whole story about like a middle school sleepover like that's still gonna be the same and it was just so funny i'm sorry i hit my mic but it was so funny um and really like gave me the serotonin i needed um and I love John Mulaney in every aspect. If you have not heard of John Mulaney, that's my go favorite watch his... white boy. <laughs> yeah, that's another TikTok that is, sound. <laughs> that that is John Mulaney is my favorite white boy. Like, never did I ever think that I would be obsessing over a thirty-eight-year-old man. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but if you watch John Mulaney, you will just understand. Um, watch his specials on Netflix. He's so hilarious. Good. Oh my gosh. I like could recite all of his specials off the top of my head. Like they're so good. Like I have them all memorized. Um, so John Mulaney is great, but his SNL episode this week was really funny and I would die for him and Pete Davidson's relationship. And there's also a scene at the end where Pete Davidson high fives somebody else and misses because it's live. Stop. Oh my God. It's the funniest my thing. Heart. I and love like, Pete Davidson. Pete literally, Pete literally goes, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can tell he's like, how did we miss that? Oh but it's so, it's so funny. So um, I just want everyone to know laugh, that I will, I like only send Pete Davidson and John Mulaney TikToks to Corinne. <laughs> Um, because we both enjoy them. And you sent me a Pete Davidson TikTok the other day, and I was like, God, I love Pete Davidson. I saw I a series of friendship. how he was, like, a model in Alexander Wang's, like, show, and it was so funny. <laughs> I need to send it to you. I love it. Oh, him. my God. I, I haven't seen that. Um, He's, like, it's so funny. Like, their friendship is hilarious to me because Pete Davidson's literally, like, 26 years old. Yeah. And John Mulaney's 38. But, like, they're the best of friends. Like, they are 12 years apart, but they are the best of friends. So, um, I live for that friendship. So if you're looking for uh, something to make you laugh during the midst, uh, maybe all the election drama or finals, like I know school's ending for us soon. I don't think that's the case for most schools because mm. uh, we're ending early. But like, if you're just looking for a de-stressor, I highly recommend watching that. It's on the NBC website. You can watch it for free. So um, that is all we have today. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a, you, this is a long one. This was like a... It was super long. I apologize. I'm, I'm probably um, going to edit it down. We'll see that's okay. how that goes. I'll have it if, out on Saturday. Woohoo. Very exciting. If you guys listened, um, please head over to our Instagram, trying to play cool. DM us uh, what you liked and what you didn't because we are here for you guys trying to improve and trying to make it the best listening experience for you guys. So tell us what you liked and what you didn't. Um, and also if you're our friends, you can just text us. Um, <laughs> give us some feedback because mm-hmm. we need the feedback. We we, that's the we only do. way we're going to get better. I feel like so. I really hope the sound is better for this one. We did. Yeah. I had some technical difficulties and I kept having to leave the call and then come back on and then re-record. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, and have a great rest of your week. And we will see you guys next Saturday. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Thanks. Bye.